Welcome to the Scent and Bent podcast. Today we're fireside because Will and I decided to go on an intense adventure and it's only us because we asked everyone if they wanted to come on this particular trip and they all said no. No. They all said no. So we've got some lav mics, some portable recorders, and if you hear the crackling of the fire, I hope you can. That's because we are sitting here in a fire in the dark charging batteries on our two horsepower Chinese car. Yeah, we took this uh, little red car, you guys have probably seen it by now, out into the wilderness. We're trying to do a hundred miles. We haven't done a hundred miles yet. We've done 26 and we've been at it all day. All day. All day. We came into this thinking that we'd go through about three batteries. The batteries take about four and a half hours to charge. We go through a full battery in about 30 minutes and that yep. gets us at seven miles an hour, 14 miles. Wait. Does it even? No. No, it's like three It and gets a half. us two miles. Yeah, we get two miles uphill and four about miles four downhill. miles downhill. So here we are in the woods where we recently heard some wolves. So we started a fire. I think Ethan <laughs> would be very proud of us. What do you think? Yeah. We got a machete at Harbor Freight for six dollars mm -hmm. and handcrafted this fire and i think it's nice yeah we got a raging fire i can barely sit next to this thing right now it's <laughs> so warm we found some logs yeah we're in a little uh logging field is that what you would call it when they <laughs> well it's the a clear field. cut so they cut it and it's a logging field now and we found some uh, extra used logs yeah. and we made a fire with them. So we're just cleaning up the leftovers of a clear cut and it has been quite a day. When we first had this idea to go a hundred miles in the two horsepower car, I got so excited about it. I haven't slept in like a week. That's how excited we've been about, about this idea. Yeah. And it, it seemed like such a great idea and it is a really awesome idea. It's just a lot different than I was thinking because we used to drive this little red car around Ethan's property and it seemed invincible. Yeah. But the minute we brought it out into this forest and brought it on some proper Jeep shenanigan roads. Yeah. I feel like things just started to go wrong left and right. Cause Ethan's woods is so well kept. There isn't any sticks or yeah. logs or big rocks. His whole eight acres is just perfect. Flawless. So we get out here and we're romping at maximum speeds like we do at Ethan's mm -hmm. and I just slam a rock into the diff. So it's all V'd out. Our range has been terrible ever since. And then we tried to go up this giant cliff thing and pieces of our steering just got ripped out by yeah. rocks. We have bad steering, bad range. I think it's triple the distance for every steer to make you turn. Yeah more rotation. I don't know how that happened, but it did, but it did. And now we're here, which is great because we planned on bringing six days worth of food, which I translated to eight packages of macaroni and cheese, which so. is approximately almost two days of food. So <laughs> we're going to have to start rationing our macaroni pretty soon here. But the main thing that we failed to do was test how long the generator can run while charging our batteries. And we actually don't have enough fuel. To, to be fair, the miles. generator said it would run 
a total of eight hours on a full tank, and I'm pretty sure it runs like six or five. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> but that's not enough to get us to do. And we only have two gallons of gas, and we need to charge these batteries approximately, yeah. what, did we think, like five or yeah. six times basically we need to drive all the way back to town get fuel and drive all the way back here and that's going to take like 15 hours yeah so our so plan is, is not to challenge. drink or not to sleep and drink <laughs> red bull <laughs> that is our plan that is our plan don't sleep and just drive and charge all night yeah that's the only way we're going to get this done because will is literally going to costa rica yeah in like, like a couple of days <laughs> and we're out in the wilderness 25 miles into a hundred mile challenge <laughs> and my girlfriend's asking me why i brought a sleeping bag to work yeah when she texted you that i was like oh no yeah. we're not gonna go a hundred miles <laughs> but here we are we are we're a quarter doing, of the way a quarter of the way feeling strong yeah we've tried to do this on multiple different machines the <laughs> the uh, one wheels one wheels we yeah. failed that we made it 81 miles or 78 miles. and i just remember feeling so much more optimistic at 25 miles on a one wheel yeah than i do in the little red car with the generator on top <laughs> it's because the one wheels charge way faster i know why did why we have a thousand watt motor powering this little machine mm -hmm. and it feels like we're running a jet engine we can travel like 20 minutes for every two hours of charging the battery <laughs> i don't understand the power draw is unbelievable i think everything changed when we brought four days worth of water all of our gear all the camera gear like we doubled the weight of this thing and more than halfened the distance that it can travel. And Edwin turned the differential into a V-shape. So our <laughs> tires are digging dirt while we drive. We're basically dragging our own weight. Yeah, our whole entire so rear bad. setup is duck-footed. So we literally are leaving like, it's like we're doing a burnout constantly. Constantly. With the welded diff, it's so bad. It just doesn't even want to go anywhere. Yeah. But so that's where we are. But did you know I was so excited about this idea that I pitched it to Netflix producers? <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> like a whole concept, like taking these cheap things from Alibaba and going a hundred miles <laughs> in conditions they were never intended for. That would be a pretty, I'd watch that documentary. Yeah. You know, some I of the mean, that's weirdest... basically what we're filming right now. They have some of the weirdest shows on Netflix, dude. Yeah. I think it would go. And I think it would too. I think it would be unique because if they let us film it ourselves, think about it. Every show out there of people doing challenges and this and that, they have support vehicles. Yep. They have people like that know CPR or whatever like what are those people called i'm so tired um, right now from driving this thing gee like what EMTs are those and nurses safety, yeah safety, safety people. people yeah and it's like you know you're watching top gear and you're like oh it's so cool like they're tipping over cars in the middle of the desert that's great but they have a whole film team safety people everything. yeah they have all of it and it kind of like they try to make this illusion like but really takes my vision is there's no illusion. It's just 
us. Real. In it's real. The wilderness with machines that should not be in the wilderness. I like that. Yeah. I mean, we can just keep doing it on YouTube, too, but it'd be fun to kind of... It would be fun to get a Netflix show based around us just driving weird, terribly horrible small machines like that off-road. Yeah. Sheesh. It's just, I don't know what it is, but if you drive... Basically, in my experience, we've gone from everything from, like, little Power Wheels toys to, like, the fully built come-and-swap Bronco on crazy tires for the eBay shoot thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, by and large, the worse your off-road machine is, the, the more, more fun, fun it is. Because the bigger your playground is. Yeah. Think about it. Like, if you have something that can go over anything, mm -hmm. it's just not fun anymore. Because you can go anywhere. Yeah. But if you have a small little machine like that, you might be able to go anywhere, but it's a lot harder. So it yeah. just opens up your horizons a little bit. And all the obstacles feel too small and easy on a well-crafted machine. Yeah, whereas this rock is like a whole yeah. ordeal. Yeah, you can just you have to get out the winch, and it's like a whole situation. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I've always been fascinated with, like, the little things. Like, just the little things, having as much fun as possible. Yeah, they're just... They're just a whole bunch of fun. It kind of goes based on the uh, the idea of driving a slow car fast. Yeah. Or driving a fast car slow. Yep, more fun it's to drive a slow car. It's always more fun to drive the slow car fast. Yep, exactly. And that is something that I think we both share. Yeah. Is driving kind of a terrible machine to do something that no. it's not meant to do. Like, is, the BMW is so much fun. Yeah, it's so fun, because it's really not that fast or good at yeah. much, but it but, is just a blast. It has a turbo, and when you're going kind of fast, it feels like you're going really fast. It feels like you're going Mach 1 in that car. Yeah, and when you're romping through the woods in this two-horsepower car, you feel like you're going so fast and you feel like you're going places yeah. if we did this in a normal car it would have felt like a eh, 30 minute drive yeah Not it would be a bad. jaunt in like a stock jeep it would just be a little jaunt but for us it's a, a pothole adventure that we're constantly second guessing if we're gonna make it or not yeah a pothole might as well be like a crater of the moon <laughs> It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's a really good way of putting it. Like, these are actually the tires on our car. Yeah. Are the tires that we bought for <laughs> the Barbie Jeep. Yeah. So, how many inches are our wheels, you think? Like, eight inches? Yeah, I was going to say, like, nine or ten. Nine or ten inch wheels. Wheels. <laughs> With tiny little tires yeah four-wheeler tires for the rear of a banshee for reference yeah this is actually i think they're smaller than that wow did you ever realize how fast fire burns through things edmund <laughs> i know i was we thinking this fire we just put large wood. logs and edwin's having to go forage <laughs> already also i think if you put your knee down the camera can see your face better my knee's protecting my soul. I'm so close oh. to this fire. 
I'll back up a little bit. I think they can <laughs> still see me now. Yeah, I just think, I don't know. I'm not like... We do a lot of really, really cool stuff at Grindhorn, but I want to do more stuff like this. This stuff is just so fun. You get to go, this is things I would do on my weekend. Yeah, well we might be. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows if we're gonna get out of these woods before the weekend. <laughs> you might need to rebook your trip. Oh, <laughs> oh no. That would be bad. What do you think the texts from your girlfriend are gonna look like when we get back to service? I think she's fine. She said she loves me a lot and hopes that I'm okay in the woods nice she knows i'm doing a hundred mile challenge <laughs> with you oh, <laughs> and i no. think that might be what is worrying yeah. everyone i would like to say that when i pitched this idea to my wife she said oh, okay you want all going and i was like no she was like well i don't think you should go if ethan doesn't go and then i said well Ethan said he's absolutely not going. And he said he's absolutely not going to save us either. We tried to get here in the limousine, and then the limousine broke down. And I was like, can we borrow your truck? And he said, I'm inclined to say no. He said, he said it's, it's part, part of the 100-mile challenge. challenge is getting out of his driveway, <laughs> which we <laughs> barely did. It is... You couldn't even believe the last three hours of us trying to get out here. So the idea was Ethan lives about half an hour from our friend's parking lot, SMS in town. They do like speakers and electric starts and like boat wiring and stuff like that. So they have a nice garage with a big parking lot. Two miles from when it turns to dirt. Yeah, I think on. it was like two and a half. Yeah, so our plan was let's, we're done with the car. It's all ready to go. Let's just load it up in the back of the limo, drive it down to SMS, and then we'll leave it there overnight and we'll leave first thing in the morning to get the most amount of miles with the most amount of time. And that is not what happened at all. Happened like you wouldn't actually believe. How did they happen, Will? Well, basically, it was supposed to go very simply. It was supposed to be really fast and easy. Edwin was like, okay, we're gonna finish up a couple modifications on the red car and we'll just load it up in the limousine, be ready to go, probably head down before five. Park at SMS and be ready in the morning. Well, what really happened is I started driving the little red car onto the back of the limousine and the motorcycle ramps that we were using I thought they were like bent raided. in half and the car tilted sideways and it was hanging on by a cliffhanger on the tailgate of the limousine and then that ended up bending the ramp so much that when we decided to go backwards because our winch got completely shrek because we did not reel it in properly. Yeah. It wrapped around the spool, behind the spool, in the gears of uh -huh. the winch. And actually folded the whole reeling part yeah. in half. So, well, it didn't do that yet. 
my idea was to take the car off of the limousine and hook it to the limo and put it in free spool and just have Ed hit the gas. So I went to try to get the red car off and we noticed right when I got onto the ramps that they had bent so much that they were no longer supporting the car very well and they were sliding off the trailer hitch of this limousine. Oh, so much has happened in the last 24 hours. I completely <laughs> forgot. This is the sketchiest part of the last yeah, 24 hours. Yeah, this was so bad. And so it was at an angle where if one of the ramps went, the other one wouldn't, and it would do like a little flip situation to the red car, which would have completely destroyed this trip, and it probably wouldn't have happened if that happened. Because Yeah, if we broke out all the glass. It would have broken out all the glass, it would have probably bent the roof. Broke our suspension. Broke our suspension and ripped the homemade roof rack that we put on there oh. right off. <laughs> Entirely. So, so as he's slipping down, the brakes are giving out because they don't really hold. Because well. they're held together with what? Baby oil? No, cutting board oil. Cutting board oil. I don't even know so what that is. So he's sliding down the ramps and I'm stressing and i'm like okay how do we save this project how do we save the car how do we make sure will doesn't just drop off the tailgate because he could get injured especially everywhere and so i get this piece ethan has this driftwood pile i grab this stump throw it under the ramp the brakes slip out and that stump is probably the only reason why we're here today it slowed down the transition from the ramp completely folding enough Yep. To where we got out okay. And then we're like, okay, let's just back up into the sand pile and drive this thing into the limo. But first we hooked the winch to the limousine, pulled it at like a good 25 mile an hour pace, and ripped the winch in half. <laughs> yeah. Because it was so bound up. Yeah. Our thought process was either this will unbind it or, we'll or break it'll it. finalize the brake because it was already beyond repair. It was so bad. I don't even know how it happened like that, but it did. It did. And so we broke the winch. Then Edwin goes to drive it. I don't really know how it broke, but all I hear is Edwin goes down the hill and he, the limo stops working. And he's like, yep. oh, it's broke. I just did like a, you know, a classic eight point turn because that is how you do it on a limousine on Ethan's property. Yep. So we do the turn and just going from reverse to drive. It just completely died, wouldn't start again. Even Ethan couldn't get it started, which means when Ethan can't, can't get it start, it's done. And so from that point on, we were like, okay, I guess we're done. <laughs> so yeah, we had to put the trailer on the Tesla. We also weren't sure about the range of that whole situation. Ended up being really good. Though. Ended up being good. So we went to Harbor Freight, got a new winch. Mm -hmm. Will drove me home. We bought the charger, the Tesla and the charger all night. And you know how EV people are always talking about range anxiety? Yeah. I have that now. It's real, especially with this red car. If you could go three miles <laughs> for charging for three hours, it's real. It's real. But it's like a personal thing at anxiety. this point. People just like don't believe that we can do this. Yeah. And so at this that? point, the stepping behind us, what is that? No stepping, but I definitely heard a wolf or a coyote. Howling. I heard stepping right behind me. 
No. Yeah. Where's the machete? You just haven't slept in too long. No, man. I swear to the dickens, something just was walking, like, right on the outskirts of our fire. Well, I'll grab the bear spray. And grab me the machete, man. I will lop one of those suckers' heads oh. right off. I think the bear spray fell out of my bag some point. Oh, no. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, we did bring food up here. Why is the machete all bent now? Oh, what? <laughs> Damage. <laughs> we bent our machete, man? Wow. I wonder what kind of critters are walking around in these woods. I'm just wondering where the bear spray is, man. <laughs> it would have been a nice thing to have up here. Yeah, now we gotta fight like um, prehistoric people used to. What does that mean? Swords and fires. Haven't you read anything about prehistoric times, man? <laughs> I think that's medieval. No, like when they were like living in caves. With the, <laughs> with the, swords with the tigers, cavemen? with the tigers, with the big teeth. Oh, and spears. Stuff. They probably had something like this. <laughs> this isn't that Well, advanced. not before the Bronze Age, because the Bronze Age is when you could, like, forge. Oh, they came up with metal. Yeah, cave people are just sharpening rocks and stabbing oh, their animals. Oh, man, that's way lame. <laughs> could you imagine how quickly we'd die in a situation like that? Dude, yeah, we would die quickly. Oh, there's just some four-wheelers going off, or some Jeeps. Mm. Nice. Dude, is that an alien? <gasps> what is that foggy thing that's like whispering through the woods? <laughs> How long has it been since you slept, Will? <laughs> no, I swear, what is that light that's like slowly meandering in the sky? Well, I can definitely hear an engine. Oh, the one in the air? Yeah. That's just like a star or a moon or something. I ain't ever seen a star that bright, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, Will needs to sleep. Didn't we that... say we were going to bring Red Bulls up here? <laughs> yeah, we have them. A premium. But I'm kind of thinking maybe we should hike back down to the car and get bear spray if you seriously hear something. Well, I thought I heard something, nah, but I bear guess sprays I'm fine. expired anyways. I yeah, I would rather fight a wolf with this sword. That's premium. <laughs> Have you ever gotten to a bear encounter, Will? No, dude, and I never want to. I do not like animals like that. I don't mm. want them. I don't want to be that physical with a with an animal. Yeah. Did I tell you my best bear scare? Did I tell you about this one? You've had a bear scare? Yeah, they call it a bear scare. At least that's what we came up with. My friends and I were making, like, Lane and I were making, like, dubstep slash house music at the time. Uh -huh. So we made a song called Bear Scare after we had this experience. Oh. <laughs> so he <clears throat> lived maybe, like, a three-mile hike down this path from the lake. And so it was us and our friend Colin. And our friend Colin was, like, very lazy at the time. Like, the, like... Yeah, man, skateboarder, you know, yeah. just like laying around <laughs> and so not doing sports or anything, right? Yeah. And then Lane and I were doing soccer. And so we were, you know, cruising around, doing our thing, hiking down this trail and just chatting away. And then 
we heard this and this bear just stands up huh? right in the path. We didn't even see him. He's just eating berries in the path. He's like, and we just all turn around and start running and we're all thinking, Wayne and I are thinking, well, we'll definitely outrun Colin, right? <laughs> Colin runs like you wouldn't believe. No one's ever seen anything like it before. He gets back to the house way before us, and we're like, dude, what the heck? Where did that come from? And that was the bear scare. But it was a pretty big black bear. And then I've seen bears in the woods plenty of times besides that. Really? That was the only time it, like, roared at me. Well, yeah, there's so many bears by my parents' house, like, all the time. Yeah. Wow. One time I was hiking back there with a bunch of guys and they were all chit chatting and I was like, guys, guys, like trying to get them to shut up. <laughs> and there was this mama black bear with two cubs. Oh, right that's a dangerous kind. Yep. Right on the other side of the creek from us. So we just slowly walked back. Do you know the bear techniques though? Like which bears you try to scare and which bears you do other techniques for all i know is black bears pretty nice um <laughs> grizzly bears are really bad <laughs> haven't you lived in idaho your whole life yeah but like i mean i know like you know you see a bear you just don't talk to it and you walk away <laughs> Just walk away, man. <laughs> I would not take this as advice for our guests. If uh, if any of the guests are watching, if you see a bear out there, just walk away. <laughs> I was saying you shouldn't give advice. You don't seem qualified to. Well, me. don't you feel like that's a good qualification right there? If I saw a bear trundling through the woods. You'd just walk away? I would just walk away. I mean, that's what you do to, like unstable people in like a city or something you see them and you just walk away i'd be way more afraid of the latter than the former so you'd be way more scared of an unstable person than a bear yeah like Same. bears pretty much aren't gonna mess with you if you're not messing with them yeah it's they're made out to be killing machines but really not that bad yeah well i mean some people not far from here, we're just eaten by a bear. Really? Yeah. Remember, Stephen always tells us when people get eaten by bears. Stephen loves that kind of stuff. Yeah, and he always likes to, he's always like, hey, well, the place that I just took you, someone just got eaten by a bear there. And I'm like, huh? Oh, yeah, that happened. Where you guys went on your hike recently. Yeah, but they didn't get eaten. They, they just got really, they got pushed around. <laughs> so they didn't die? A lot, yeah. Oh, well, that's nice. Like level 10,000 road rash. <laughs> oh, man. That sounds pretty bad. Actually terrible. Yeah. At wow. that point, I'd rather be eaten, I think. Not just yeah. played with. You know how Ethan's always saying strike your machete sideways so you don't bend it? Yeah. I think that's how we bent it. We just hacked it. You like... know that machete's got a saw on it, too. Yeah. Could you imagine how obnoxious sawing would be on a podcast? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Can't even imagine. Oh, did you have any life thoughts today on trail? Life thoughts? Life thoughts. Um, you always get them when you're on trail. 
Yeah, I was on trail and I had a couple life thoughts. Um, I realized that maybe sometimes Ethan is more right than I think he is. <laughs> well, you kind of nailed it right on the head today when you said, when people start telling me that what I want to do isn't going to work, I just tune out. Yeah, that's exactly what I do. Because if someone's telling me it's not going to work, I don't want to know that. Because what if it is going to work? Then yeah. I need to figure it out my own self. And I'm surrounded by people that are so smart and have done so many things. Yeah. Like if I listened to every time someone told me that something wasn't going to work, I would just not do anything in my life. Yeah, like we were talking to the actual inventor of things. He invented the arc droid. Yeah, he invented a ton Devices, of stuff. all kinds of toys. Andrew, we had on the podcast. Yeah, dude, and we were smart like, as heck. Can we charge the lithium-ion battery while we're using it in our car? And he said no, but it was really Will who asked the question. I was just kind of around probably mm -hmm. editing in the loft, so I didn't hear. So I said, well, what did Andrew say about if we could charge or not? Like, is it just bad for the battery, but you can still do it? Or is it like gonna catch on fire? And you were like, I don't know. When people start saying that what I want to do isn't gonna work, I just gotta tune out. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So when you had this realization, were you thinking maybe you should do that less or were you just thinking? No, I just, my realization was I was like, dang. Maybe Ethan was kind of right. Like, there is a lot of things that he said that didn't work out as well as we thought they were going to. But at the same time, I think they're coming from a point where they're like, that isn't going to work in the long term. Or that isn't going to work. Like, that's not proper or something yeah. right. Whereas we do things and we learn from them and they usually kind of work out. Just by sheer luck, you know? So, I just came to the <laughs> What realize. have we ever done that worked that Ethan told think. us wasn't going to work? Let me think. There was one thing, I think. There's, there's one. A, there's been a couple things. Like, we were discouraged from, like, the shopping cart at first. Well, he knew it was going to work. Just he just it thought wasn't it wasn't going to premium. Yeah. But yeah. what has he said straight up isn't going to work that worked? Because I don't think there was the one. No, I don't really think there was ever a time where <laughs> he said something wouldn't work and it didn't work. But I just came to the realization you kind of just have to figure it out sometimes. And that's what this trip has given me the life realization of. Sometimes people can just say it's not going to work out and you still got to try it because then you can also tell someone, look, it's not going to work out. And you could be the person that's like, telling someone that's not going to work out and knowing that. So basically your big realization of today was I'm probably wrong, but I should continue to do it anyways. Yeah, I realized that today. I should listen more <laughs> and apply techniques that I'm given Uh huh. more, but I should also just try things and see because then I'll actually know 
that it's not going to work out and why it's not going to work out. Because if you just take everything at face value, you just won't ever really know if something's possible, right? Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Like, if someone just told you, no, that's not going to work out, how are you supposed to really know? Yeah. I think we both, too, like, if people tell us, like, we can't do something. Makes you want to do it more. (laughs) Yeah. It's ridiculous. And I think a lot of people have that. I think you and I just have it to a very, very high extreme. Yeah. And um, my wife's also on a very high extreme. (laughs) So it's like neither of us can tell each other anything. Or we're just going to do it, you know? Yeah. Which is fine. I think that's fun. I think it's a good way to live. I feel, but I feel like it is, I feel like it can get you in trouble, especially if you have like a significant other or something and you have a hard time listening to no, because it makes it a little harder to make like compromises, compromises, you know, because have you compromised before? Hmm. No. Because <laughs> you said it makes it a little hard, but I've never heard you tell a story where you're like, I wanted to do this, but no. someone said no, so I didn't no. know. I've never heard you say that I before. I don't know I have ever compromised, but coming from someone else's perspective, I think it would make it maybe a little harder. I like your, uh, we don't have a headlamps. Uh-huh. I like your makeshift grind hard beanie special edition headlamp you've got going on you know i had a headlamp at some point today i just can't find it in the dark whoa is that the train no a truck's driving by no that's a train a truck with squeaky brakes no way look it's right there wow this is a truck with very squeaky brakes Have you heard the generator in a while? <laughs> yeah. You have? Dude, why are you tripping, man? Well, dude, I'm tripping. What if our battery isn't charging? No, the generator's going, okay, dude. Okay, We're good. Okay, We're, We're good. good. I'm just crafting some mac and cheese over okay. here. Don't mind have you, me. Have you played Choose the Roni yet? No, but you should explain the situation to the... Oh! Isn't you that seen cool? the amount of fire? Yeah. It singed me last time. Wow, I felt like we were so in the middle of nowhere, but three trucks just drove by. So, I guess we're not that far in the middle of nowhere. So, Choose the Roni is a game that has... Is that your choice? (laughs) There's no way to tell. Choose the Roni is a game where you open your your uh, macaroni package and Edwin thought he got all of the same macaroni. It's, it literally looks exactly the same on the exterior But half packaging. of our macaroni packages are made with ramen, small ramen noodles and half of them are made with luscious curly noodles. So and, the luscious ones are the ones you want. And I have gotten them every single time. And I thought under my own power, no one put me up to this. I was like, the video will be better if we only have mac and cheese. Maybe it takes four days, maybe it takes two days, but maybe it takes a week. But if we only eat mac and cheese the entire time, 
it'll make it more of a challenge. Because I thought the 100 miles part was going to be so easy. I was thinking of ways to make it harder and more uncomfortable, even though it's going to be like below freezing tonight and we're in a tiny little car that takes four and hours And we've only gone 25 miles and for some reason we're feeling optimistic. <laughs> I think that I just thought that the mac and cheese challenge would add to the scenario. Yeah, but, but what it really did is add one. is terrible, but the curly Q one is way better. That and only... Will has randomly chosen the curly Q one every time. And I've only got the terrible looking, it looks like a powdered milk soup of peas with little pieces of chopped up top ramen. It looks so bad. And last time he drank like all the milk cheese that was in there because I overfilled his ramen. Yeah, I'm filling my own pack today. But that was another thing that I think is probably worth it. It's something to remember the trip by as if not everything else is memorable enough. But we're about to I'm boiling the water right now. This is definitely like a memorable trip. I think <laughs> everything about this trip is going to be memorized in my brain for probably ever. I don't know, dude. You have so many crazy days, like even in between your days, that you seem to forget basically everything you do. Yeah. That's why I'm really glad that I have a job where a lot of my crazy things are documented. <laughs> yeah. Do you have little kids running around at some point and they're like, Dad, what did you do when you were my age? Then you could just show them YouTube. Yeah. Like back in my day, there was this thing, YouTube. YouTube. And it was my job to do <laughs> swindly adventures. Oh. Oh, that's Do bubbling. you think you'll have kids? Um, I think maybe one day. Uh, I mean, I'm very young. Choose but... your Mac. Okay, the rule is we can't touch them because I'll automatically know what those good curlies are. You know? <laughs> no, I'll just know if I touch it. All right, just point. This one. Okay. Oh, man, I'm really worried. <laughs> this does not feel like curlies. Let's open them at the same time. One. Wait. Okay, ready? Wait, I gotta get prepared. Okay. All right, one, two, <laughs> three. Curly! Curlies! We both got curlies. Yes, you must have eaten all oh. of the cheesecake mac and cheese. This is gonna be the best mac and cheese I've had so far. All right, oh so my gosh. Are putting one cups or two cups? Remember here? to take one of the, those little packets. Or are these flavor packs, man? No, dude, those are not flavor okay. packs. These, it says do not eat right <laughs> okay. These keep the moisture out of the freeze dried okay. meals. Um, how much water have you been putting in here? Two cups makes a perfect mixture. Oh, so that's exactly how much this Yeah. Is. Okay, cool. If you filled to two cup line. Watch yeah, out, that, I did. that lid pops off oh. and will boil the okay. devil out of your leg. <laughs> All right, so what about your kids? You're gonna have them? Well, I'm saying I don't know yet. I'm 22, almost 23. Yeah. How could a man know? I don't really know, I can't say for sure, but I think it would be kind of funny to uh, make <laughs> funny. a little version of myself that could go around terrorizing is that too much water? Is that two cups? Yeah. Then it's good. Okay. Now just stir it. But I think it would be just kind of like pretty funny to make a little version of me. So you'd do it for comedic value. That could like go around and just do what I did, but for another hundred years. <laughs> 200 years of swindling? Yeah. 
and then maybe that little me would make another little me, and then that little me could go for another 100 years, 300 years of little me's. I don't know. It might be fun, but at this point, definitely not not going to have one anytime soon because yeah. I'm I'm a little me right now. Yeah. So, you know, that makes say sense. for sure. What, what advice, if you have a kid, what are you going to tell it about life? Because you have pretty good advice. Well, I tell little me about me? No, just about life. Like oh. what to do in life, like advice. Like would you raise it to like... You know, little Will. I would tell little Will um, to push boundaries mm -hmm. and to learn. I mean, if you push boundaries, you know the boundaries of a lot of things, you know? So if you do things to a certain point, you'll just figure out at a certain point what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. Like with the law, with everything so you just tell your kid figure it out yourself well i you know yeah if like if my kid wanted to do wheelies on the highway i wouldn't be like oh don't do that that's illegal i would be like oh yeah nice nice wheelies and then he would do a wheelie one day in front of a cop and get a reckless driving ticket and he'd be like and i'd be like i've got a great solution for you you can build your credit by doing wheelies in front of cops and putting it on a payment plan. Life okay. lessons. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's you know, good to know. Let them learn. You know, but you I would, asked me, you're like, if you're not breaking the speed limit, I don't think wheelies are illegal. You said that to me three months ago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they shouldn't be, they're fun. So did you learn the hard way that they are illegal? Oh yeah, well that officer chased you, right? After you... Yeah, right after I did the wheelie. <laughs> but he couldn't chase me through the field, so... Got away. I thought you just drove into your garage and closed the door real quick. You went through a field? I went through a field and like... Because to On get to 600? Katie's old apartment? Yeah. Wait. So, you're on a lowered crotch rocket. Going Not a lowered, I was just on a crotch rocket. My 600 height. wasn't, yeah. They're pretty tall. Going through a field. Yeah, drive through a field. At maximum speeds? Yeah, how are they gonna get you? You just go through the field. So it was like a farm field? Like, kind of like one of those nice Katie's. Like a knoll? I don't know, yeah, I mean, this is past and my motorcycle's crashed or whatever the devil, but um, where Katie used to live was on a, uh, on a golf course. So there's a field that goes into the golf course and then the golf course goes to the garage. Uh-huh. And you know. So you rode across a golf course. Yeah, across like this nice little like field. Oh, so it was like pretty low, well-maintained grass. Yeah. So you weren't gonna shrek your bike. No. And just, you know, into the garage. But like, come on, man. Just doing wheelies. It's not like I'm really breaking the law or anything. <laughs> Well, the cop sure thought you were if he put on his lights and Yeah, it's ridiculous. You. Wow. But, I did not know that you got out of that one from going through a field. Yeah. You failed to mention this story. Yeah. Did Katie know that's how you got out of it? Yeah, I, I called her on my intercom and I was like, 
open the garage door because <laughs> I went through the field and it doesn't butt up directly <laughs> to her house and immediately yeah. the cops like got up to me again and I was like oh no 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 so I took a left and a right and the left and a right and gave him the good old switcheroo gave him the switcheroo and then was like I called Katie and I was like open the door open the door and then we went in and closed the garage door went into the house and her mom was like I heard the police are swindling around for you. I was like, yep. So I'm just going to stay here for a little while. <laughs> so when you say your girlfriend's place, you mean her mom's her place. Her mom and dad's place. You're yeah. hiding away from criminal activity. No, I was hiding because I was doing wheelies. <laughs> it's not criminal. So you're hiding from the police. Do we have any, even have like utensils or nothing in here? <laughs> In your girlfriend's parents' house. Yeah, I, you know, I think as a society, we just illegalize a lot of things. Yeah. That just shouldn't be illegal, you know, man? Like, what the devil is that? What is that? <laughs> I could damage anything doing anything. Like, <clears throat> I play formula drift when I'm picking up my groceries. You know, mm -hmm. I'm drifting my cart around. That's not illegal. What if I slide into one of those food barriers or something and knock it over on someone? That'd be terrible. Yeah. No one says that's illegal. <laughs> yeah. Doing a wheelie down the street mm -hmm. should not be illegal, I feel like, you know? Yeah. I think if you're not, like, going crazy over the speed limit, like, you it can't really do that much damage. Although... I will say on a recent podcast, I say I really don't feel like people can die street racing. And we got a lot of comments saying a lot of people die street racing, which now that I think about it, absolutely yeah, makes sense. Yeah, people die all the time street racing. And race. then apparently, I also said that street racing is not is legal in Latvia, which also isn't true. People from Latvia were commenting, oh. which I think it's awesome That's people awesome. listen we to the podcast. I know. I mean, that is where the Riga Baby music video was filmed. So at some point, people were drifting in Latvia for sure. They also uh, made the Fast and Furious franchise in the United States, but that's not illegal. I can't jump in front of a train like Dom did <laughs> or live my life a quarter mile at a time. I, I can't even live my life half a mile at a time. <laughs> It's ridiculous. <laughs> Half a mile is twice as long yeah, as a quarter. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. Oh, I think that you would get in a lot of trouble if you drag raced in front of a train. <laughs> yeah, for and some reason. And made a movie out of it. Yeah. Ridiculous. Could you imagine if you did that without permission? <laughs> You would get in so much trouble, dude. You trains, probably have done that. Trains are like federally criminal if you touch one yeah i'll never touch a train but you were just climbing on trains the other day you were saying it in the last podcast that i was so you're planning on not doing that again no because i just watched a video because i was like man maybe i could ride the train to like canada or something yeah and then I watched a video of this man getting ripped off a train, and it, they were like, FBI agents. What? Play, they don't play around with trains, man. No, trains are very well protected. It's crazy. 
Yeah, I would not mess with trains either. Yeah. If I were you. I don't want it. But you did kind of learn that for yourself. I mean, you didn't get in trouble when you did it. Yeah. But you did it and it seems like had the common sense to realize you probably shouldn't. They're just, you know when you can feel weight? Have you ever felt weight? Oh, like the gravity of a situation? Not like, the grab. no, I don't mean in like a hypothetical sense. I mean in like a real sense. Like you're standing on something, like say you were standing on the earth and all of a sudden you started to feel it spin. Uh, like weight, you know, like you can, you can, if I didn't even tell you that this rock was heavy, you just know it's heavy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know that rock's heavy. When you're standing on a train and it moves, that I... is heavy. <laughs> like when you're on a car or something, you're like, I could theoretically get ran over by this and be fine. <laughs> if you're on a train, you're like, if I even fall off this thing, I'm done for. So, mm -hmm. but honestly, I'm really happy we've been doing these podcasts because I think maybe a hundred people since the last podcast have reached out with me to me with links on my social media platforms of airplanes and paragliders. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, one of my friends texted me and he was like, he's a paraglider, a paramotor-er. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what you would call that, but he flies paramotors. And he was like, hey, if Will ever wants to learn, just let me know. And I was like, well, he does want to learn, but I don't want to be the one that leads him down that path of being a flying man. How far down that path have you gotten so far? Pretty far. I think I'm going to, I think I'm signing up for classes in Montana this spring. Mm. So I'm going to get a class on how to fly. But, oh, okay. But I'm going to get my gear first and I'm gonna like shimmy up to something tall in the winter time so I got some packing under my belt when I fall and just go for it so you are gonna do lessons but you're gonna fly before your lessons. yeah so that I can show up you know like when you show up to driver's ed but you've already been driving for three years you're like you're like she and everyone's like what's a steering wheel and you're like she you just know everything you drove for three years before driver's no. ed like two <laughs> nice you know like you show up to driver's ed and you just know what just up. without a license and they're like how are you like so good at driving and you're just like i've been driving in the back roads man it's like friends let you drive their cars or you just like yeah, had a car friends let you drive their cars or you have a car or you know <laughs> lots of know. my friends just did that tell us your actual experience well I just drove like swindly cars before I had licenses. Like I had little like weird cars that you buy for 500 bucks and you don't have your license. So you drive them in the back roads of Idaho and- Oh, I guess I did that. Yeah. And you just like learn the ropes and you like start drifting around and stuff. You get good at driving mm. a car and mm. then you go to driver's ed to get your license. And there's people in there like- All scared to make a left turn. know what a brake is and you're like, this is our problem. <laughs> you just need to set these kids free. Let set them free. Let them crash a little bit, you know? Let them experience the fear of driving. It Let seems it seems logical, man. Mm -hmm. It seems logical. Yeah. But now I have a very responsible car, don't I? You do? 
You sure I took, do. It's the you first car you've ever gotten. Yeah. Because my car isn't responsible. Starts right up. You're a Honda boy. Mm -hmm. I will say though, I thought VTEC was going to be different. I thought it was going to be more really like a turbo. Kick in. I've never really ridden in a VTEC before. <laughs> it doesn't kick in very fast. Your VTEC can't be like one of the sought after ones though, right? No, it's like the motor people swap into their old Civics and then they're like, oh yeah, man, my car has VTEC. It's a VTEC motor. That's what they're talking about. But isn't there like a faster VTEC motor than there that? There has to be. Like if you add cams or something, I don't know. I don't know how that works. It's just a variable valve timing system. So it can't be that fast. Yeah. And when it kicks in, it really doesn't do much. Why doesn't it work at lower RPMs? Do you know the physics? Nope. It's some electronic system that just like changes the valves and opens it up more or something. I don't know. I don't know how VTEC works. I've never been interested in it because, you know, turbos are just better. <laughs> well, can't you do both? Because yeah. there's the two JZs that you want or the ones. Actually, no, I think you want the you ones want that don't have it because yeah. then you can boost it more. Yep. Huh. I'd much rather have a small engine than a large displacement or VTEC with a turbo. Are you just saying that you'd rather have a Subaru more than anything? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Small little four-cylinder <laughs> with a turbo. Space, <laughs> yeah. Man. I don't know. What about the tank down there? The tank's the premium. So I was on Alibaba, and I saw the car we're driving today for 1200 bucks. What do you think it costs? Like, because, okay. I know what it costs. There is a Chang Li that I think if you do it yourself, it's like a pain in the butt, and it's like over six grand. But for seven grand, like there's a small gap in there to where you can get it from, where do we get ours? Electric Motor Imports? Yeah, Electric Motor yeah. Imports. They just reached out to us on Instagram and they said, hey, do you want this car? And we said, yes. <laughs> so, you know, that's how that works. But yeah. it's, I don't know. If, At first I thought, okay, this can't be worth it. But then I realized how expensive regular <laughs> golf carts are. Yeah. Dude, you could buy a regular golf cart for like, like 13 12 grand. grand. Yeah. People are really into those things. We use a lot of like premium golf cart stuff on our builds. Like golf yeah, cart like hubs, wheels, wheels hubs, tires. Yeah. The tires are always more for looking than working. Yeah. Which is why all of our power wheels end up starting on golf cart tires and, and then, then we transition to four-wheeler tires. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Is it, like, not socially acceptable to eat on a podcast? Probably not. Huh. Well, let's do it anyways, because I'm hungry. Oh, man, mine hasn't rested long enough. <laughs> yeah, mine was really crunchy until about a minute ago, so you probably got another couple minutes to go. Yeah, I got to mix that. Mix yeah. it in. We're in a survival situation. We're bushcrafting. <laughs> the people will understand. Yeah, you know, we just got to kill some time, to be honest, because... We've been charging for probably what an hour, so we got three more hours to go. Shoo! I don't know if I have the patience, dude. When this fire burns down, <laughs> I'm gonna cover it in dirt with the shovel, and I'm gonna go. <laughs> well, that means I'm gonna go too. You're not leaving me out here. <laughs> but you said you think we need a full battery to get to the top of this hill, which is only probably like four miles. Yep, and I would be right. <laughs> 
We just explained wow. to the people how an, two hours of charging gets us two miles. So. Yeah. I'm just worried our generator's gonna die before we make it out of these mountains. Yeah. That's a real possibility. We have, what, half a tank worth of gas in our in our little gas tank? Yeah, less than half for sure. We have like and then that a third a gallon for a long time. I think we're just gonna have to grab the gas can and the bear spray and walk to the nearest gas station, which is probably like 20 miles, <laughs> and then walk back. Oh my. Because we've built up that this is a self-supported mission yeah. the entire time. We can't accept any help from anyone. Mm. Don't you think hitchhiking would be okay? Yeah, but they don't know the mission. That's the thing. We can't accept help from someone who has sympathy. Yeah, we us. can't just call your girlfriend no. and be like, we need a ride. Yeah. No way. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Definitely not. What if we walked? Because my house is in between here and the gas station, kind of. Uh-huh. Nah. We what can't. if we walked to my house and rode my Sauron's to the gas station? <laughs> is that cheating? If we walked there from here, that's not cheating. That is kind of having support, though, happening to have a house that's between here and the gas yeah, station. Yeah, we need to pretend that we're, like, in Iraq with that car. Because I plan on going somewhere very much crazier than this in a car like that one day. Like that scene in War Dogs when they're in the Triangle of Death? Yeah. And they said, how dangerous is the Triangle of Death? And he's like, 50-50. What do you mean 50-50? How dangerous is the Triangle of Death? 50-50. <laughs> and then the smarter one, the massage therapist yeah. guy, he's like, I think he means 50% we live... 50% we die, and Jonah Hill's like, let's go! I feel like you're Jonah Hill in that scenario. Yeah, I feel like I'm Jonah Hill in a lot of his movies and a lot of <laughs> scenarios. What other movies do you relate with Jonah Hill? I don't know, just any movie. I'm not good at names, but any movie Jonah Hill's in, he's always, like, acting like exactly how I feel I would act in a situation. I'm like, wow. It's like making the obnoxiously dumb decision uh-huh yeah that seems maybe smart i don't think going through the triangle of death was smart that's the decision i would have made man dude this is kind of good when it's got some crunch to it mm-hmm i like it a little undercooked yeah i think they call that el dante yeah i like the el dante mm-hmm it's nice it kind of tastes like um frito-lay <clears throat> I have one more of those random sriracha packs that I had in my pocket. Should we save it for tomorrow when we're really needing it? Or should we just go for Man, it? Man, I now? forgot we were doing this tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe the day after that, man, you might need to postpone your flight to Costa Rica. No, man. I gotta go to Costa Rica. I'd lose a lot if I didn't. That's true. That was so funny last night on the drive home. We were both kind of in the doghouse because our significant others um, thought that this trip was a very bad idea yeah. and that we shouldn't do it in the winter when a winter storm is coming tomorrow and we're not even halfway yet. We're not even... <laughs> okay, we're a quarter of the way. When you say we're not even halfway, it makes it sound better <laughs> than it is. And we started with all of the batteries full. 
Yeah. So, anyways, it turns we're out driving sometimes home. we were trying to figure out who was in the doghouse more. And the thing is, I'm married, and Will is just dating. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm in a lot of trouble, but like, you know, we'll just go into the woods a couple days, and then I'll deal with the consequences, and then it'll be fine. And what did you say? I said, you're married, so you have like a contract keeping you safe. I'm just like on my own, man. Like if my girlfriend doesn't want to be with me, she doesn't have to be. <laughs> he was like, I could get the girlfriend delete if I'm in the woods too long. Mm -hmm. Like the AC delete on a yeah. drift car. On a drift car. He's like, exactly. I could get the girlfriend delete if I'm out there too long. And I was like, wow, I've been married for so long, I forgot about that mm -hmm. kind of situation. If you get in big trouble, it might be over. It's true, yeah. No, Katie would never do that to me, but, you know, she could catch an attitude with me or something, and that's not premium. <laughs> that's the opposite of your sweater. Uh-huh. Yep. I'm so glad we have premium hoodies now. Mm-hmm. This makes me so happy because when I got in my motorcycle accident, they cut the tattered remains of my premium t-shirt off. And I was like, no! <laughs> Did they give you the pieces? You no. can sew it back together. No. Mm. Dude, there was nothing left. <clears throat> like, it was on the table. I saw it. It was like two tattered little rags and like a red piece of the paint. I was like, what? You lost a lot of skin that night. Yep. A lot of skin getting run over. Yep. Terrible. Yeah. So I'm glad we have the premium hoodies. Where did mm -hmm. you start, like, because when you first started working with us, you weren't saying premium all the time. Like, where did it come from? It was like a friend saying it, or did you just start saying it one day? One day, just like, sometimes words just come to me, and I don't typically say them for very long. Yeah. The fact that I work with Grindhard, and like, Stephen typically picks up on it, so. Mm-hmm. We all, when we find something we like, we beat it to death. Yeah, so I'll say something a couple times, and then it's usually just over for me. Mm -hmm. That's how premium was. Like I was like, oh, premium, and I said it for like two weeks. Yeah. And then it just kind of stayed. Since we made it into such a thing, yeah. it turned into a thing. Mm -hmm. That's the thing, like when you came around and then you were saying Shrek, that's like a pop culture thing that mm -hmm. people say Shrek. But is Shrek like a thing that... You youngins it, say? It's, a, it's like a deeper Reddit thing. <clears throat> yeah. Like, if you're, like, into Shrek, you could get shrek Yeah. And I think people know what that means. I think. Yeah, because when you said it, I was, like, familiar with it. Uh -huh. And I was like, oh, that's fun. And it didn't really turn into a thing until we did the Gambler 500, the mm -hmm. 500 miles off-road challenge. And people got shrek And then Stephen and I were up, like, pretty much all night with the whole festivities, running around in the dust storm, and then picture just Burning Man with a bunch of really bad cars. Yeah. It was pretty much a situation where Stephen and I decided it was a good idea to fall asleep on the roof of the limousine. And luckily, I was filming. I was like, how do you feel, buddy? And Ethan, like, or no, Stephen just... Ethan was smart. He slept inside of the limo, outside of the dust and sun. <clears throat> Steven gets up and he's like, oh my. 
I was like, yeah, dude, my teeth are Shrek house. <laughs> Once I said Shrek house, just adding yeah. the house to Shrek turned it into our own meme for the rest of all eternity. Yeah, and the funny thing is you thought Steven said that. Yeah. Before it, you said that. But he never said that, mm -mm. and that was not even a thing. Yep. That is an absolute staple. And then AO the whistle blows. Mm-hmm. That's when the tire went out in the six-wheel drive limousine. Where the devil did that come from, though? You! Really? It's on camera in the limo video when we bought it. The first limo video. I say, A-O, the whistle blow? The tire goes, pop! And it starts wrapping around. It goes, rap, 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 rap. Because we rode on it because it didn't pop. It just, what do you even call that? When this the top part it of the It de-treaded. Yeah, it de-treaded. So a part of the tread was just whapping the fender, wrapping mm -hmm. the fender. It was like rah, bah, bah, rah, bah, bah. and so we were going like ba ba bobbing our yeah. hands and you go hey the whistle blow so that's what we do we do shrek house premium and ale the whistle, the whistle blow, blow. that's pretty much all we talk about all day every day if you guys are annoyed of hearing the word premium on the podcast and our youtube channel you have actually no idea how often we say premium yeah, we say it at least 400 times a day. Actually. Yeah, you couldn't even believe Shrek, Shrek House, Shrek Swamp. Everything is Shrek Premium, Shrek Premium, mm -hmm. A.O. the whistle blows. All around the apple tree, which I think I added. Yeah, you added all around the apple when tree. Will started singing this song. I really thought it was a real song. <laughs> it just sounded like a nursery rhyme. If you guys listening, like, send us a message somewhere. Yeah, if you like, know where AO the Whistleblower yeah, like, came comment from. Comment on our Instagram or, like, on our YouTube channel. Like, I'd love to know if it's a real song. It goes, AO the Whistleblower. That's how we sung it originally. Walking around the apple tree. Yeah, but that's something I made up later. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. With our group's offense, it's like, we find one thing we think is funny and we just beat it to death. And the more you beat it to death, the funnier it is. Yep, exactly. We have our own language in Grindheart, actually. Yeah. We, like, basically are at some point, we're probably just going to sound like aliens. Yeah. Like, Steven's dating right now. And he said that when he's talking to girls, sometimes they just don't understand him because he's using so much made-up slang. Yeah, I find I find myself doing that. Like when I'm talking to normal people, I'll just say yeah. something, and I'll be like, "What the devil?" Or especially people whose like English isn't their first language, so like regular slang is kind of hard. I mean, I live in Idaho. I've probably never met someone who has language that is not my language. <laughs> in Idaho, we do have a lot of slang. Yeah, I've never met someone who's like, oh, yeah, I used to speak Vietnamese, but now I'm American. <laughs> never. Never? Huh. Nope. Is this Costa Rica trip your first time leaving the country? Mm-hmm. You've never even been to Canada or anything? I've been to Canada for raves, but... Oh, that doesn't count because then you're just hopping over the border with a bunch of other Americans. Yep, exactly. <laughs> All I can tell you is Canada is like a weird fairy land. <laughs> well, that's because it's a rave and raves are weird fairy lands. No, like you enter Canada mm -hmm. and everything is like written like it came straight out of, of a fairy book. I'm not joking you at all. 
Have you ever been to Canada? <laughs> have you yeah. ever seen like anything there? Is like all like by decree of the elf of the Orcish <laughs> nations. It's like, bro, I'm just trying to find the stop sign. And he's just like trying to like make it difficult. Well, that's because they're part of the, um, the what's it called? Like they have the queen on their money. Like yeah. the English queen on their, they're part of that. I guess. So they have to talk all proper, I think, because that's part of their swag. Mm -hmm. I don't understand the situation. I don't understand it at all. We should have Clinton on the podcast from Dirt Garage. Maybe Clinton him. could explain what their relation to the queen is because she's on the money. I know that. Mm hmm. And so she must be pretty important. There's some kind of situation there. Like sometimes flights to like Europe are cheaper in Canada, but then also sometimes they're more expensive. Really? But I think like certain flights are maybe subsidized. I don't understand it at all. We live in a weird world where like money really dictates what you can and can't do. And then governments only pretty much care about what you do and don't do with your money. Oh my gosh, is that a giant lump of cheese <laughs> that I almost put in my mouth? Dude, I bet it's great. Go for it. You know what's weird about these mac and cheese packs? What? They take forever to eat with these little short forks I bought. And they don't fill you up at all? That's exactly what I was going to say. And give you like interestingly <clears throat> stinky gas? <laughs> <laughs> you read the pack, right? 790 calories, just add water, 35 grams of protein. I'm like, cool. I'll buy as much as I can carry, and that'll probably work. And we go through three of these in the, like, the last like four hours? <laughs> yeah, and it just makes me more hungry, actually. <laughs> yeah, like what the devil is even this? What if you're in a survival situation? <laughs> we might become in a survival situation if it starts storming like I think it's going to. Dude, the sky is black. We're going to have to... Yeah, there's not a star. It's way past... I just realized that the stars should be out and the sky is black. It's about to storm any moment. And it takes four <sighs> I hours. can feel the storm in my back, dude. That's bad. You can feel the weight? Mm-hmm. Dude, it takes four hours hours to charge that battery for 20 minutes we're gonna need to sit in that little machine and listen to the generator for four no. hours every time we want to drive for 20 minutes because we're not going to be able to leave like we are now no. it's raining this podcast is opposite sponsored we don't have any sponsors so if you make good camping food and want to sponsor scent and bent podcast be our guest or wherever you listen to podcasts, including YouTube, and that's it. That's it. We'll flip the camera back on if we see a bear. <laughs> Good night.